Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Sucking this dick. Oh, yeah. And the balls. Oh, Actually, oh, that kind of works. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. My, my dog runs over to me like, what's going on? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the uh, Lazy Geeks a podcast. Uh, our weekly podcast that discuss top geek news in the world of entertainment, gaming, science, comics, technology are just fucking cool. This is for the week of June 10th, 2018. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, really quick, some uh, some quick uh, like house housekeeping. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> you want me to jerk you off? <laughs> I love Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no one's sleepy yeah housekeeping want me to jerk you off what? Uh, uh, <laughs> what kind of hotel is this I love his reaction <laughs> what <laughs> which is like every dude's like whoa wait what because <laughs> you know you don't want to miss out right you know now, now you're sitting there going I mean is she fine like, <laughs> actually is she just a girl that's really kind of <laughs> where, the, where it just kind of goes at that point you know <laughs> um so i've been uh kind of tweaking up on the site if you guys have noticed i haven't really done a whole there hasn't been a whole lot in the way of news that we've been posting uh it's mostly because i've been trying to get the the site kind of like up to full par uh when also i i got rid of all the old podcasts so now it's just the lazy geeks podcast up on the website as well as on our on our feed so now when you go to our site all the episodes that are available up there. We were when we moved the site the f- like two years ago. Um, we were missing some, and I never really got around to putting those up. And um, because in my mind, I made it like that's like thirty episodes. How am I going to put all that shit up there? But in actuality, it took me eh, probably about two hours over two days. <laughs> so um, the weird thing is because this was during the time we weren't doing really good show notes. So it was like, oh, fuck. We, our show notes were always spectacular. 
<laughs> and I was like, holy fuck, I go. Um, and so I just went like, oh, well, I can just copy and paste the shit off Libsyn. So I did that. So now every episode from uh, Han shot first all the way to 302 is uh, is there. So uh, you can go and check them out all on the website now. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all the, the housekeeping that we've got going on. Um, uh, anything you wanted to add? Um, for the housekeeping? <laughs> not in the opening, no. <laughs> no. Not in the opening? All right. So I guess on... Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess uh, on that note, we can uh, hit into that random roundtable. So I've been kind of using a, a new dating app and shit um, called uh, Meet Me. I've used it before, and it's, it's all right. Um, it's not the best one out there, but I, it's, I personal experience, I'm actually getting like people to actually just talk to me, which is kind of what I'm really looking at right now. And um, <laughs> some of the people, it makes me kind of scared. Like I, I'm like, I don't know if I should really like be talking to some of these people. Because, well, one, um, <laughs> there was one, uh, so this, this, I'm talking to this, this chick and she's, uh, uh, how should I say? Well, as they said in 40 year old virgin, uh, she is for the lack of a better word, dumb, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, you know, I was looking at her picture. And I'm like, you know, she looked kind of uh, like mixed. So I wasn't quite sure. And, the, you know, and then you use those, you know, Snapchat and Instagram filters. You can't tell what the right, fuck right, they right. are. And uh, I was like, so what, you know, what nationality are you? She goes, I'm full Mexican, half Native American and white. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that I, math is off. I was like, I go, so you're 200%? And she's like, what? And I was like. You said you're full Mexican, which is 100%, and half Native American and white. So you're either 150 or 200. Don't be an asshole. And she's like, sorry, I meant to say I'm, because f- she said I'm fully Mexican. And then she's like, sorry, I'm full Mexican. And I was like, you're still doing it wrong. <laughs> I was like, you're still, still, still doing now, it wrong. Is she trying to say I was raised Mexican? That's what I was like going, yeah, I go, were you, you know, that's what I was like. I was like, are you raised Mexican or are you a mix of Mexican, Native American and white? Or, giving, giving her an out, you know, giving her an out. No, she stuck. She doubled down in the day of Trump. She fucking doubled down and said, no, uh, this is what I was like. Uh, I was like oh, so you dumb as fuck. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> right. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you the first time. Right. So. I was like, oh, see, I was trying to, you know, give you a chance to like say, oh, you know what? I misspoke. No, you just a dumb hoe. That's really what you just a dumb hoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true. It's it, well, yeah, it is so true, so 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 true. Uh, but yeah, you know, and. Uh, I, I was talking to this chick. She's from, she's somewhere back east, and uh, she was like, "Oh, you live, um, you live in uh, California." And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Where in California?" I go, 
Los Angeles. And she was like, ooh, I've always wanted to go to Los Angeles. And then I was like, it's overrated, really. And she goes, what's it like living in Los Angeles? And I go, um, well, the easiest way I can explain it would be pick the worst place you'd ever want to be and then add three million people to it. <laughs> it's not that bad. Stop. I told Patrick and Patrick goes, you should have said and also add 10 degrees. <laughs> I mean, it is that bad. But but like... <laughs> so now what Patrick told me, I'm going to say it's like, yeah, think of the worst place you could be at 3000, 3 million people and add 10 degrees. Because right. that's how it's like living out here. But I sent a, I, I took a screenshot of a chat I had with somebody and I, I sent it to Adam this week. And it was like, you know, I, I uh, you know, I'm trying because you know how most, you know, most dudes are like, hey, what's up? Send nudes. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I'm like being respectful and using, you know, real English instead of right. like, you know, like <laughs> instead of like <laughs> as fuck or something like that. So get that booty meat girl. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> big booty bitches, big booty bitches. You know? <laughs> so I said, I go, you know, I was like, I wrote like, you're quite, ex- um, you're quite enticing. And then, and she was cool. She was like, you know, in what ways? Because sometimes I feel like I'm enticing. I go, your wit, intelligence, good humor, alluring eyes, and a nice rack. And then she's like, did you have, uh, did you have to put you know, that last part in? And I was like, yeah, I had to keep it real on these streets. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Bitches ain't ready for it, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, I just oh, that's awesome. It's been, it's one of those. It's like because I did it, and it was like late at night when I was when I was talking to her, and I would I started laughing like like I couldn't believe I wrote that, and I was like, oh fuck this shit. I screenshot. I was like, I'm gonna put this for Adam in the morning just so yeah. just so he could see it. I was like, this really happened. <laughs> See, the thing is, though, is that that's a cool thing about dating apps is you can you pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Right. You know, like, it's really not that big of a deal because what, what's going to happen is you go to the next one. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, you know, I was like, um, this was it was it was funny because a lot of people took me as being like, you know, like, hey, you're actually you're pretty funny. You know, it's like, you know, because I'm just being a fool. You know, and I was like, somebody said something uh, that we're talking about, like, we're just kind of this topic about, um, oh, that, you know, she's, she, she's like, I've made a lot of mistakes and I, you know, I feel like, you know, I just, I can already tell. That's yeah, what she said. Yeah, yeah. Like I made a lot of mistakes and like, I can, um, I just feel like, you know, I, I can't get out of it. And I'm like, well, you, I go, you got to own up to your mistakes. I go own it. I go, you know, she's like, well, you know, or she's like, you know, I just feel like she's like, you know what? You're right. I've murdered seven. What? <laughs> well, I talked in the one where she's like, I go, well, I'm not sure if you're a psycho. She goes, no, I'm not a psycho. She goes, I just bury the bodies in the basement. And I was like, oh, okay. and then I go, you know what? That's cool. I respect that because, you know, you let me know on front street. I go, right. cause the worst thing in the world is to actually walk in your basement, tripped over a hand that's sticking out from out of the ground. I go, cause that, she, and she's like, yeah, cause that's just a little awkward. I go, it does make the conversation a little awkward. You You're know. just screaming, rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I've just been kind of like whatever fucking around and, you know, and so I'm, then so most of these people are still talking to me. So it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. But, uh, but yeah, I just been kind of like, you know, fuck this shit. I'm just like, I'm just going to do whatever. I don't give a shit. But well, I have a I have a friend um, here too that he uses dating apps and they, <laughs> they they treat me like an old man about it because I've I've been married since before dating apps were popular, right? Or most of them didn't even exist, 
And I, I'm like, how do you use this thing? And he's like, if you see a chick and you think she's hot, then you swipe this way. If you think she's not hot, I'm like, that's shallow. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, but how does anyone find? I said, no wonder you guys have issues. <laughs> he's like, shut the book up. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, the wider the net, you know, you're just like, fuck. I like, oh, actually, that looked like a ugly bitch. No. no. It's like, mm, she got a good mouth. Okay, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> she got a good mouth. Hey, with that mouth, too. <laughs> I was going to pass you up, but I thought it was with that mouth, too, real quick. <laughs> She's like, nothing. Oh, okay, that's going to continue on. Okay, you know, so I was right on my first assumption because I was going to say no, but then I was like, you know, but you know what? I, I now know I got to follow my instincts. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for making that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for confirming my doubt. <laughs> so I am um, real quick because I did this just now. Um, I have something to talk about in the round table and I moved it to next because yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to lead in with the right. third thing. Right. Um, so I was at Goodwill the other day mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, just poking around. My, my wife and I will go in there from time to time, just kind of bullshit around. And uh, we went to this new one we never went to, which is in a nice neighborhood. And I'm like, that's the ones to go to. Because right. these rich motherfuckers don't give a fuck. Like, poor people don't throw shit away. <laughs> they throw it away when it's fucked up. Like, it, you right. can't work. And, and by that point, you're they're leaving it out on their front lawn. Like, right. you know, for anybody to take. So I'm looking. Um, I was actually there for a purpose too i was trying to find like a cheap dvd player for my grandmother she just moved and her dvd player was busted so of course i found one <laughs> you know <laughs> and i've noticed that they're they're all stacked up and i'm like what what the fuck is this thick bastard down here because it was to the side motherfucking original xbox i was like oh, what <laughs> and it was in good condition too i was like okay cool price on it was 15 bucks nice now mind you you can get an original Xbox with all the cables for like 60 bucks. Right. You know, like they, they're not the most collected consoles. And I think they're kind of common too. Like they're just easy to find because they, they were built to last. Motherfuckers are tanks. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to pick this up. My wife's like, do you need that? And I'm like, no, but you need these hands. I'm going to buy this shit. Um, <laughs> this dick keep happening. It's going to get these hands. <laughs> <laughs> real talk. Um, so I bought it and I brought it home. Now I don't have any cables, but I did find a, a power cable and I plugged it in and it starts blinking yellow. And my wife's like, oh, look, it's broken. I said, no. You know, how they, re- remember that song, Black and Yellow? Like it, uh, you know, it's like blinking yellow, blinking yellow. Blinking yellow, blinking yellow. <laughs> so I told my wife, obviously, <laughs> I said, if you knew anything about these things, um, that's the AV cable, AV cable isn't plugged in. Damn. And it complains about it. And she's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> and then, um, but Bet so you it, better looks, recognize. <laughs> it looks like it's in good condition. Right. So I, I ordered, um, and I know how to fix these because they're not very complicated. Um, I ordered from Amazon 20 bucks and they sent me an AV cable, another power cord. Cause I don't know. It was in the bundle, uh, and a controller. So I'm like, word. So I'm going to wait. That comes on Tuesday. And if I plug it in and the little thing comes up and goes, hey, man, enter a disc. Let's get this going. Then I'm going to buy. Um, I'm going to buy all the games. <laughs> yeah. You can you can buy. Well, I, we were just looking before the podcast. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Just went backwards uh, like, compatible, bitch. I mean, I don't. it don't matter to me, motherfucker. I got the original <laughs> Xbox. Um, it was like two bucks. You know, so I was like, fuck, yeah. And then I was like, man. 
if it does work, I should just collect for the Xbox. I'll be that one dude. Like, everybody's collecting for the Super Nintendo. Right. And yes, I'm like, no, I'm a fucking original Xbox, 100%. You know, and then, hey, who doesn't want to play NCAA 2003? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about my nice little project. And I think that uh, the only thing I might have to fix on it is if I if I mod it so I can install emulators and stuff, I'll put a bigger hard drive in there, which is a little more complicated than you think it would be because the um, each hard drive is coded to the system it's in. So if you if you, it's so if you take it out, you can't plug it into somebody else's Xbox or something like that. Right. Which I'm like, who the fuck would do that? Just <laughs> but whatever. Um, so there's a way around it though. And then um, I could just see somebody be like, hey, man, you in that you you get that switch. Nah, bitch. I I networked all these fucking Xbox Xbox, uh, you know, network Xbox ones. No, fucking original Xbox, bitch. The original Xbox one. <laughs> I land that movie. We have a land party tonight. What's up? <laughs> You're oh. inviting people over. Hey, can you want to come over and uh, <laughs> join my <laughs> land party? <laughs> but uh, the um, the one thing I do anticipate being broken is uh, the CD-ROM has a, a tension, a rubber band, tension rubber band. Um, and they usually wear out. I mean, you get a pack of 100 for like a dollar, you know, <laughs> but but I just have to slap a new rubber band on there and it would work fine. So we'll see. They built those things like fucking tanks, dude. Yeah. Like it's still, it's crazy. Like it's right, where is it? It's behind me, right? Yeah. It's built like a fucking tank. Like it feels solid as shit. Watch it. Watch me drop it. Yeah, I know, right? Um, it can play compact discs. It's got Dolby oh, Digital. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. What? What is that? A compact what? A compact. Shut your mouth. That's what it is. <laughs> the buttons still snappy. The ports look clean. Like it looked like it was well taken care of. Because this is back when I was a teenager, when we actually took care of shit. Right. You see some Xbox well, because... ones that look worse than this Xbox. <laughs> oh yeah, and <laughs> and they fucking still ran. That's a thing. Right. Like, you know, it looked like, damn, that thing looked like it just went through a war. Yeah, but we can go hook it up to a LAN party and get that shit going. <laughs> Someone did open it at some point, though. Oh, wait. Because the stickers the st- are. I was going to say, is the sticker broken? Yeah, the sticker seal's broken. Do they know that um, that was against the law at the time? I don't know. Microsoft could have opened it. It could be refurbished. Mm, that's true. So, so do not open Taking a pot or modifying the <laughs> Xbox may lead to electrical shock, fire, or damage. This is this is when they tried to scare the shit out of you because a lot of people didn't know what they were doing. Right. Now they have to be like, could, you can void your warranty. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, pretty... if you open it, it could magically combust. <laughs> right. And it's the it's the it's the last generation of this console. There were six versions, which all look the same, but they they just were updating. You know, little tweaks here and there, and the, this one is the sixth one. So we're good to go on this shit, motherfucker. Sweet. Yeah, when he he texted me today, he's like, "Motherfucker got an Xbox." I was like, "Oh shit!" Like time to stop, because I had been telling him too that like I have my original Xbox and the Xbox 360, which I actually got from you. Um, and uh, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I was thinking since they're making backwards compatible games, I'm thinking of just like buying original Xbox and. Uh, Xbox 360 games for, because they'll be dirt cheap. Then when they're backwards compatible, pop them into that Xbox One and uh, yeah. you know get them going there. Because there's really there's little reason to buy a 360, right? Like because first of all they're slow as fuck. Um, the 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 original Xbox is faster than the 360 because it does less. 
Yeah, that's true. I think it was just a, it was um, settings. There's four things: settings, yeah, memory, settings, memory, settings, memory, disc, and music. Yeah. Oh shit! I need to get a memory card. Oh yeah, yeah. That was one of the things I remember when I, because uh, when I reinstall, or I not reinstalled. When I, <laughs> I'm so used to modern shit. When I reinstall Windows, no. When I, uh, <laughs> when I set up my PlayStation uh, Two and my, uh, what do you call it, GameCube and and the Xbox One. I mean the Xbox. I it was like first thing out the gate was, hey, add a memory card. Where's your memory card? Can't detect memory card. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. So I dig in my box and I found them. I'm like, hopefully these things still work. And boom, kicked up. And they're like, okay, what you want to do? <laughs> I was like, I was damn, like, the uh, cost for these memory cards are, I don't know about this shit. I'm like, thirty bucks? Man, what the fuck? For, dude, they were like only like what 500, 512 megabytes. I know, but they're probably most of them are lost. They're probably more rare now. Mm. But hey, mail me a memory card. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll look to see if I have one. I'll look to see if I have any for the Xbox. All right. Um, but because uh, I, st- I, I <laughs> there was a meme that went around and uh, my nephew was tagging in it. It said, when you're over 30 and you have a box of cables, you know, and I was like, going, uh, I, t- I said, I go, I got serial ports for printers that they don't even use this anymore because you never know. <laughs> it's right. like, you know, you, you keep these cables because. You don't need to, but it's like, well, you know, there's one time where you put something, you're like, oh, I need one of these cables. Oh, wait, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a cool thing. That's a cool buy, dude. So that, that that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, last thing we want to touch on the random round table is um, shit's been getting real in the streets lately. Um, so this week had two celebrity suicides this week uh and uh it it's it's one of those where you're just kind of like what what's going on like we know that depression is is a real thing and people do have you know the these episodes and and you know without with the proper attention or you know medication you know that that there's a way for them to to seek help and to get help and to you know, lead a normal life. Uh, Anthony Bourdain's was one of those people that you're just kind of like really surprised, even though he's never made it, uh, how should I say, a secret that, you know, he suffered from, from drug addiction, depression, and that, you know, he had had it, it, he had like suicidal thoughts at the after the end of his first marriage uh and it really just kind of brings it home to the point of saying that it doesn't matter how rich or powerful or you know popular you are you know shit like this happens to everyone and everybody's you know capable of of doing something like this and you know, I've always considered suicide a uh, uh, well, unfortunately, with uh, for lack of a better term, a bitch way out. And yeah. and you know, Kate Spade, you know, did the same thing, and she had you know a daughter and her husband, and we still don't really, you know, know why. 
you know, she, you know, she killed herself and both of them have hung themselves. And it's, it's just, we've always said here, we've talked about it before and we've talked about how we handle it, you know, or, you know, and, and, you know, everybody has a different way of, of dealing with it. You know, some can, you know, try to pull themselves out of it and, and try to make something. Some have to seek help, you know, and if you're, if you or someone you know is suffering from this, this is probably like the, the serious, we're going to probably the most serious we're ever getting on this show is that it's not shameful to suffer this, but it is shameful to not seek help for it. Because you don't even have to, you know, some people say, oh, well, I don't have insurance to do that. There is a suicide prevention um, lifeline. It's an 800 number. It's confidential. It's free. And it's there for people to to seek help in seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Uh, and it's not necessarily even like for you listening. Maybe you, you're fine, but somebody isn't. Or you know somebody that's that's not. It's sometimes good to just check up on people. You know, hey, mm-hmm. how's it going? You know, what's going on? And then just be like, hey, you know, let's let's go grab a beer. Let's or let's, you know, let's, you know, let's go out and do something or let's just go have coffee or lunch or something. And and a lot of times that's really all it takes because depression can it's just it manifests and in, is in is bad alone. Or if they don't want to go out, just say, hey, look, you know what? I'll get us lunch and I'll come over to you or I'll come over to you. We'll get Grubhub or something, you know, something along that lines. But uh, if you know somebody or if yourself is, you know, there's a there's a number for you. It's 1-800-273-8255. And I'll put it in the show notes for, you know, people there. But uh, just, uh, you know, it's a terrible loss losing Anthony Bourdain's. I liked Anthony Bourdain's. Yeah, he was cool. I always thought he was like legit. And just some sometimes the way he gets people to talk just by eating. You know, and it just was like he he kind of seemed like that gruff kind of person, like, but there was just something about him. You're like, he seemed kind of like tough, like you you pretty much like he would probably beat the shit out of you, but at the same time he was just like he just was like really cool and just like open to talking to people and fucking had noodles with Obama in, in Vietnam, you know. <laughs> it's like you know, uh and so it, it's 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 really a loss and it's really a shame that you know we've lost people this way him you know uh kate spade and robin williams and you know uh, a bunch of other people and it's it's really a shame so you know we really need to particularly in this country stop demonizing this stuff you know the sh- the, the shit's real out there and you know if you don't think it is then you know you, you're part of the problem Right. Like, I think we need to not normalize uh, mental issues so much, make it more of a like, oh, shit, we should fix this now. Right. And uh, stop normalizing suicide. Right. Everybody's getting a little too comfortable with it. Yeah. And and we were Steve and I were talking. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, it, it seems like every time I turn around, someone's someone's killing themselves, you know, and, and it's in weird ways too, like hanging. Yeah. You know, like there was all the. uh the I think it was three in a row. It was porn stars. Yeah, that's true. Work and and that was it's 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 to the point that it's eerie now. Yeah, you know, like why is every why is this happening? You know what I mean? So it's just not. It's 
being you only get to be alive. This two that's a two choice kind of thing is alive or dead. Right. You know, and it it's just not. It's there ain't nothing worth uh, killing yourself. You can you can sort things out. You just have to be willing to sort them out. Yeah, and you in and sometimes you know it just it takes a little bit of you know kind of a, a push from someone. And a lot of times it's it's really we just need to you know kind of know some that somebody cares you know right and and i know it's hard you know sometimes we get caught up in our own shit and uh you know but uh you know if we want to we want to curb this you know we got to make it stop being like yeah normalizing it to saying like oh another one and everybody's like oh well that's the way to do it or at the same time not taking it for real which also ends up causing this like i'm you know, you're just down. Just get out. You know, just get out of it. It's like, you know, some people can't do that. Some people, you know, it's, you know, like everything. It's a, it's a chemical in the brain. You know, and and that's something that we've got to take a little more seriously. And and as a and as our culture, like politics and stuff like that, we tend to demonize it. Oh, well, that you know, this person's weird because they suffered mental illness. You know, it's like, you know, not you know, I've I've known a lot of sane people that just you know kind of snap you know as the joker said all it takes is one bad day but like mental illness is like a broken leg like right. you can mend you, it yeah but, but it if you leave it it's gonna fester and fall the fuck off <laughs> right. you know yeah exactly and um you know it, it's it's one of those where we just need to there's treatment for it and and we need to we need to make sure people have access to this stuff that's really what it comes down to. Right. You know, instead of making it so goddamn expensive and so, you know, only the rich can get it, but even the rich and powerful fall to it too. So obviously if those people that have money to do it, there's something, there's, it's something bigger. So, but again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. All right. And uh, with that... I think uh I think it's 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 time we jump into the headlines. Yeah. Last week Adam and I talked about fandom and fanboy culture and how fanboy culture is killing fandom. Here's another reason for it. This comes from the pedestrian. Star Wars The Last Jedi actor and wonderful human Sunbeam Kelly Marie Tran has seemingly deleted all the posts of her Instagram feed with speculations rife that targeted harassment from fans is the cause. Fans noticed that Tran, who only joined Instagram in the media run-up to the release of Star Wars The Last Jedi in late 2017 and quickly turned into a goddamn parade of wholesome pure delights, has scrubbed her Instagram account clean of all posts a couple of days ago. Tran's Instagram page is, at the time of the writing, void of all posts, leading fans to speculate the target and constant harassment is to blame for her exiting the platform. Uh, Trans exit from Instagram follows Daisy Ridley in quitting joint um, social media after Ridley admitted having a having having to turn to therapy in order to deal with the intensity and vitriol of the rabid and often foul Star Wars fan base. Tran, who plays Ro Tico 
in The Last Jedi was known to have been subjected to racist, sexist, and most misogynistic abuse from quote-unquote fans of the franchise, all of whom were apparently murderously incensed at the fictional story. This included broad abuse and harassment on Twitter and Facebook regarding trans appearance, race, and general existence, as well as targeted abuse in comments of her various Instagram posts. The Star Wars fan base has a history of uh, um, atrocious behavior toward its various actors, with the worst of of it unable to separate character from the actors who play them. Carrie Mur- Kelly Marie Tran has yet to publicly issue a statement on the exit from social media, nor should anyone expect her to. She shouldn't have to. She shouldn't have to at all. And it's like, uh, to, to me, it's like, if you're not a fan. If you're doing that shit, you're not a fucking fan. Nah, you're just you're, a piece of shit. You're a fucking, you're a fucking, you're a, what is it, a barnacle on the existence of humanity. I think, I think though, and it's it's uh, it is interesting kind of thing that Star Wars has this issue more than most. Yeah, um, even Star Trek, even that, Star Trek doesn't like have right. that type of shit. We'll complain about shit. Oh, there they go again. You know, another alternate timeline. But then that's it. But it's never this this machismo and 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 this. I know how to write a better Star Wars movie than you. Oh, then write a fan fiction. Shut the fuck up. Well, one of, well, one of the comments that I, I remember reading was, yeah, look, um, I hate living in a PC culture when the only white person is the bad guy. And I'm like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Isn't isn't the girl white? The Yeah. But she's a female. Oh, they're not people. I forgot. Yeah, I remember. Remember, if you if you listen, if you watch Cobra Kai, you know uh, it's you know women in the military doesn't make sense. You know they've got hollow bones and stuff. <laughs> you know what? You know what one of the biggest and I, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm high and mighty or anything, but but you are. No, I'm really not. I'm just an <laughs> average dude. But what pisses me off sometimes is I watch a movie, and I enjoy it. And mm-hmm. this happened with the first the the first Star Wars one. The newer one. Uh-huh. I was like, that was dope. You know, I really like uh, really, really, um, what's her name? And I always forget everybody's name. Really, yeah. I really I really like the dude, you know, and everything. Everybody was cool. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too on the villain, but I like him more in the second movie. So then I go online to see that, oh, what's everyone talk about the movie? And then everyone's like bringing up all the sexist and racist stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's like I didn't even think about it right. until you made me think about it. <laughs> like I was I was sitting there like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess he's a black dude. Or, oh, yeah, I, I guess this is a woman. But who cares? <laughs> I know. You know, like why does it even matter? Yeah, First of all, if you're going to complain about that chick, <laughs> you, <laughs> you fucking up for one. That's that's number one. And what's his name? Who, what's the dude's name? The black dude's name. Oh, uh, uh, Bodega? Yeah, he's the shit. Yeah, I like him. I I thought the little, the bromance was turning into a romance with him and the <laughs> pilot, though. That was a little too much, but, um. Hey, they be them. Okay, that's, that, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, like, if you, if you see something, like, I can watch a movie and not, like, I didn't like Avatar. Right. Okay? I'm the one person that didn't like Avatar. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean I'm going to fucking write james cameron a letter and call him fucking trash right. or or uh <laughs> heaven forbid say anything <laughs> negative about zoe saldana because right. that ain't gonna happen from my fucking lips <laughs> you know like it, it makes no sense like i just didn't like the movie move the fuck on right but for some reason with star wars people get uh like yeah i know you're, you're it's just uh you're making star wars look bad by being a douchebag right and the thing is in like 
you know, it's like, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, it is this vitriol of just like, you know, we like we know what's best for the Star Wars universe. It's like, motherfuckers, if you're defending the original, tr- the the prequel trilogy, you've lost any say in in this whole thing but the thing is is that you have people that grew up being fans now they're part of the star wars you're like yeah i'm part of the star wars universe and then you're in it and then you're just like seeing this shit from people and you're just kind of like why did i want to be a part of this right you know it's like you know you're gonna get they're like well why can't they get um actors because they don't want to deal with your bullshit it's just dumb it makes and that's another thing too like Star Wars is now being introduced to an entirely new generation. And I see it firsthand. Um, some of my kids really like the Star Wars movies. Some of them don't. It's just not their thing. Yeah. But like my, my 12-year-old daughter, Hannah, she loves it. You know, And she hasn't seen the old ones because you know, we just haven't had time to sit down and watch them. But she loves the new ones and she wants to read the books and all types of stuff. Now, how do you think she's going to feel when she goes online to look up Star Wars stuff and there's people like just saying vicious things like, uh, these are the people that like this movie. Right. You know? And it's like, who wants to be associated with that? Hmm. But you, you made a good analogy. I don't know what it is about Star Trek, but everybody's pretty nice about Star Trek. For the most part. I mean, if anything, the thing is, is that if they're, that the, the comments are directed at, at, at people, it's directed at the franchise or the studio. It's well pointed, you know, not, you know, it's like, oh, they're fucking up their characters, so they're taking it out on the minority oh, actors. Burton can suck a dick. <laughs> right. It's like, what? It's like, oh, really? They had to make the black blind dude the engineer? I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? Why can't we have a good old Anglo-Saxon Scott running this shit again? It's like, sh- shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Star Wars needs to clean up their... Uh, well, I mean, they don't really need to do anything, but we need to ignore... Right. Like, what was it that they were saying? Uh, this is what happens when you don't listen to your fan base. Please, right. please, please sit the fuck down. Yeah, if, if that's the yourself. fan base, they need to be fucking ignored is really the, the, yeah. is really what it is. The majority of people who see those Star Wars movies are not doing that. So, I mean, I saw them and I had an opinion that differed from other people and, and people had opinions that differed from mine and we talked about it. It was fine. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. You know, so. But, you know, like. and, and My so, opinion is obviously correct. Right. But. <laughs> But you so, know, it's it, it's just one of those. And the last thing I'm going to say is just like it's one of those where it, it's like, you know, if you're if you're going to be a racist and you believe that the 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 series should star, if you believe that the series should star all white people, that's where the problem is. <laughs> that that's where your and problem. Do a damn period piece, right? You know, 1600s France something i don't know fucking i'm just tired i'm i'm really honestly tired of talking about race it it gets old it's all anyone ever fucking talks about and then if there isn't a racial problem going on people make shit up yeah just so we can talk about it again it's like just the fuck up anyway star wars i'm happy 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 (laughs) warner brothers upcoming dc universe digital platform and streaming service is eyeing a late August launch. It was first revealed a little over a year ago that DC entertainment planned on establishing a new digital service that would incorporate both old and new TV shows of which the 
two biggest announcements were the renewal of the animated series Young Justice, which I'm actually kind of excited about. Young Justice was pretty dope. It wasn't Teen Titans. <laughs> now titled Young Justice Outsiders, and a live-action adaptation of the Teen Titans comic book titled Titans. Really leaning heavy on the younger right. heroes, I've noticed. Uh, then it was officially announced last month that the platform would be titled DC Universe, going based on the title for DC Comics' interconnected comic book universe. While several of the TV shows have been in the works for months now, an exact premiere date or launch date for the platform was never revealed. The only thing audiences have had to go on is that the series would debut sometime in 2018. While there hasn't been any specifics from the studio on that front, Ugh. You ever get that fucking... Yeah. It's got that acid in the mouth, you yeah. know? Well, you just gotta stop, stop sucking that dick. I know. It now seems like... <laughs> but DC it's so Universe good. <laughs> in a recent interview on the James Bonding podcast, DC Entertainment's community manager, Danny Snow, revealed that they are targeting a late August launch date for the DC Universe digital platform. It will be a hub for all things DC end quote, which includes a host of movies, TV shows, both old and new, and comic books, uh, which I'm kind of interested to see what that's going to be about. Although Titans and Young Justice Outsiders were the first two DC TV shows that were announced last year, DC Entertainment is also developing live-action TV shows for Swamp Thing, um, Harley Quinn, and Doom Patrol, though neither of these roles have been cast as of yet. Um, but what's interesting is that in addition to developing new TV shows, the DC Universe service We'll also have a catalog of old DC movies and TV shows or TV series, uh, considering that there haven't been too many live action DC films um, over the years. Not as much as Marvel. Huh? Why? Why? <laughs> just fucking Jesus. Can't can we just talk about one thing? Like, for Christ's sake. No, because the Internet's all about comparing one Ugh, side to the other. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and since Warner Brothers has been hosting most of the, the those movies on HBO, which is true, another division of Time Warner. Um, it's curious as to which movies DC Entertainment will include on the platform. Uh, of course, DC also has plenty of animated films they can add to their digital library, including their fan, fa fa fan favorite animated TV properties. <laughs> fucking right they can. Over 30 <laughs> movies and they're fucking dope. Listen, this DC Universe looks dope as shit. Like, if it's going to have all the animated flicks on it, got a couple of new shows coming out. I'm curious to see what kind of comic book stuff they're going to have on there. Maybe maybe a streaming service where you can download the new books and stuff. I don't know, but they're going to have a bunch of shit on here. And I'm you know what you know what I want to see? Doom Patrol motherfucker. <laughs> I want to see a Doom Patrol shit. Right. <laughs> but um I don't know. I wish they'd come out with pricing and all that, but that information isn't out uh as of this recording. So, we'll see, but Keep an eye out in August because uh, they'll, they'll probably come out real fast with this shit. Like, bam, look, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll be like fucking Blizzard. It'll be out when it's out. <laughs> It'll be out when we're fucking done with it. Like, oh, okay. Like, oh, you're going to be that way about it. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So video game fans will soon have another reason to open their wallets at their local GameStop stores. Because select locations plan to begin adding comic books to their ever-increasing selection of products. Comics, quote, I mean, sorry, quote, comics are often a part of our promotional entertainment industry environment, including video games. We can learn 
from this tribal knowledge, GameStop said to Sci-Fi Wire in a statement, We have partnered with Diamond to carry a small selection of comics in 40 stores utilizing their new spin rack. The comics are mostly from Marvel and DC with a focus on key series and titles. Of course, GameStop isn't a complete stranger to the comic book game. In the past, the store has offered variant covers of select titles, primarily those focused on video games. However, this new announcement represents a major shift in the company's offering, which had been primarily video games, collectibles, and memorabilia. Quote, this is just a small launch to bring comics to some of our collectible stores as they fit with the current trend of collectibles uh, that are performing in the market, the company added. Should this prove successful, we may consider rolling out the additional stores in the future, but plan to keep it limited to the spinner rack for the foreseeable future, end quote. I'm kind of excited about this only because it reminds me of when I used to buy comic books at like the grocery store and shit. Yeah. Like you'd be shopping with your mom or something and it's like, oh, can I get a comic book? I guess. Because it just kind of, it does kind of make sense because usually, and I'm not saying all out, but usually it's a great way to get people to kind of get it. You know, you're, you know, you have the video games and you have collectibles. You kind of have everything there. Small set of comics makes sense because, you, yeah. you know, because especially for kids, you know, kids were like, oh, shit, they got this. And like, where can I get more of this? It's like, oh, well, there's a comic store over here, you know. You can get more of that shit and then they're going to want to have more and then they're going to probably go to a comic store and actually, you know, you know, start putting that needle to the vein and then, you know, make their daddy broken shit. That's right. Because that's how they work. Comic <laughs> books are the real drug. Hell yeah. So. Ooh, geez, this picture is horrifying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not really funny, but. I just I saw the picture and forgot it was there and was like fuck. <laughs> um, it's like when that you go home with that chick and then you wake up in the morning you're like fuck. Jesus, <laughs> what did I drink? It's not how much did I drink. What did I drink? Right, exactly. Because yeah. I'm never going to drink that again. <laughs> right. So the NTSB released its pre- preliminary investigation report conce- concerning the fatal Tesla crash that occurred on March 23rd, 2018, in Mountain View, California. The agency does note that the report is subject to change. Well, then why do we have a report, guys? (laughs) What are we doing? Um, During their investigation and with data provided by the Model X uh, involved in the crash, while in autopilot mode, the vehicle sped up to 70.8 miles per hour, three seconds before the impact with the previously previously damaged crash attenuator, Um, which is, again, not funny. But if you look at the picture... It, it points at all the cars involved. This is Tesla. There's a Tesla, an Audi, Mazda. And then, and then there's a piece of the Tesla on the ground, and it says crash attenuator. I'm like, well, <laughs> that didn't work. Um, so while following a lead vehicle, the Tesla began a left steering movement seven seconds before the crash. The Tesla was no longer following a lead vehicle four seconds before the crash, the report notes. Previously to the, previous to the impact, the Tesla was tracking the vehicle in front of it in the carpool at 65 miles per hour, eight seconds before the crash. Its adaptive cruise control was set at 75 miles per hour. After the collision, the NTSB states the Tesla was subsequently involved in collisions with a 2010 Mazda 3 and a 2017 Audi A4. Where, where the fuck was this accident at? Beverly Hills? <laughs> Nice-ass cars. Um, the Tesla's 400-volt lithium-ion high-voltage battery was breached during the crash and a post-crash fire ensued. 
The Tesla's driver was found belted in his seat and bystanders removed him from the vehicle before it was engulfed in flames. The Tesla driver suffered fatal injuries while the driver of the Mazda suffered minor injuries and the driver of the Audi was not injured at all. The report also noted notes that the the car was in autopilot mode for 18 minutes and 55 seconds ahead of the collision. During that time, the cop provided two visual and one auditory alert for the driver to place his hands on the steering wheel. Uh, these alerts occurred 15 minutes before the crash. The driver's hands were detected on the steering wheel for a total of 34 seconds. On three separate occasions, in the 60 se- seconds before impact, the vehicle did not detect the driver's hands on the steering wheel in the six seconds before the crash. Uh, the NTSB closes out its preliminary report stating that major investigations and investigations involving fatalities are generally completed in 12 to 24 months. Um, so the reason I brought this up, I'm not trying to, you know, bring a downer to the to the podcast, but... Oh, we already did that. Right. The reason I brought this up is because I, I see a very common trend um, with the newer uh, autonomous or autopilot cars, mm-hmm. okay, um, that they always say in the report somewhere... Um, driver, there were warnings to put your hand on the steering wheel. Driver didn't do that. Right. So I think the real reason these, these things are messing up is because people are stupid. The person is probably on his fucking cell phone. Hmm. I can almost guarantee that. Probably. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to it. Cause like, and the you know, cause most people are like, cause most people are like, Oh, this is self-driving. I'll just get on my phone. I'm pl- let me play that. Wow. Real quick. Yeah, someone watched Time Cop too many fucking times. Like, <laughs> like just fucking Minority Report and shit. <laughs> to me, the technology's not ready. It's not ready because it's not good enough to account for people being dumb. Because unfortunately, that's your real issue. Right. The majority of 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 accidents happen because of human error. They don't happen because something did, failed to work on the car. The car's perfectly fine. Right. You know, if you're not paying attention, you're not paying attention. You know, and it's it's it seems to be explained time and time again to people. This thing isn't perfect. You can't just space out. You have to be you have you're driving the car still. And they go, uh huh. And they get right on their phone. But they're doing that with cars that don't have autopilot. Right. So I was going to say, you know, <laughs> it's just it's fucking sad, man. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure Tesla's going to get all the fucking heat for it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not the driver's fault. Well, we can't blame the driver because the driver died. Right. I don't want to speak, you know, I don't want to speak poorly about someone who passed away, of course. But if they had a hand in it, then it is what it is. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> right. The, the 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 black box, essentially, of the car isn't lying to you. It's saying, listen, dude wasn't holding on a steering wheel. Right. I can only do so much, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I don't know. It kind of sucks. But um, I'm definitely I've been. First of all, here's a, here's a quick plug for the Google News app, by the way. Um, Google News, the Google News app on the phone is the only news app anyone should be using. Um, you can follow, not only can you follow sources for news, but you can follow um, specific topics and keywords, just like Google. Nice. So I follow um, autonomous cars. And any time there's an article about autonomous cars, I get it in my feed. And um, I'm really following this because it's it's interesting how it's developing because the technology itself is developing quickly and efficiently. But every time there's an accident, people act like it hasn't developed at all. Yeah. 
Well, it's and because it, it's easy because at this particular point, you got to figure out that, you know, it, it's easy to we, you know, any nobody likes change. So right. anytime there's a there's a slick there that's like, going, oh, see, see, that's what happens. You know, that's what happens. I think the only way to make this system perfect or as close to perfect as possible is if every, one every car had it. Right. Um, if on the freeways, at least you had to use it. So every car has it and then it automatically turns on. And all those cars are communicating with each other. Yeah, they'll be driving within an inch of each other. Right. Like it, it will be, it will be perfect traffic. But you know, no one wants that. Right. So it's 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 whatever. I'm still waiting for solar powered streets that charge your electric car. That's <laughs> the future. Uh, so Instagram has announced that a slight change to stories. Now, when someone mentions you in their story, you'll have the option to instantly repost it, adding the photo or video to your own story. The feature called at mention sharing is initial uh, is initiated when you tag a user in your story. A pop up will appear mentioned saying mentioned user may repost this story for 24 hours. The person mentioned will get a notification via direct message that they were mentioned in a link to add this to your story. Simple, simply tap and the story will be shown in a preview where it can be adjusted to have text, stickers, or more added to it. When added, followers will see the original poster's username and then they can tap to see that person's profile. The update apply uh, only applies to public accounts and is available now as part of Instagram's version 48 on Android and iOS. It's actually kind of cool because you know the, the worst thing about Instagram is that you can't share shit. Yeah, I noticed that. And the funny thing is I'll forget that you can't and I'm looking for it. Right, (laughs) right. And that's the one thing that kind of bothers me. Like with Twitter, you get retweets and and Facebook, you can share shit, you know, share somebody's post. It's like, why can't we do that with Instagram? Like, why, why is it that, you know, it's like, oh, you got to lock it all down so you can't share it. It's like if you're posting it on Instagram, you're already wanting promotion, but you have others that lock it down. That's like, oh, well, you can't like you can't share it to messenger. Like it's like, why? It's dumb. Yeah. And uh, and it's like, I mean, it's if you're trying to like, well, we want to kind of keep the picture. It's like, well, you have repost, but repost is annoying because it's like copy the link, open up repost. Then it puts it back in Instagram. Then it opens Instagram and then you can share it. And it still tags the other person that was where the account came from. It's like, just make it easier and just fucking allow it, people to share it. Like today when I posted that uh, uh, picture on uh, my other Instagram account, Just a Block and Pod, where I was uh, saying, you know, when Pat and I get together <laughs> to record a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shot It's a shot of um, from Predator when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, like, you know, like their hands, they like, I don't know what you call it. It's not a high five, but it's like they get together and then like they're bulging arms and shit like that. And I tag Peter as I pat as Carl Weathers because, you know, he's Asian. It's black. Same difference. You know, (laughs) Uh, I I think Facebook is the most capable one because they constantly steal from everyone else. Right. Um, But no one uses Facebook anymore. (laughs) I think the most annoying thing about social networking is that it's difficult. Like, I don't even fucking care about facebook but i have to use it because that's what everyone's on right like if i if i'm not on facebook i won't know no one will talk to me like i won't be able to get a hold of anybody because no one fucking text messages anymore yeah i've tried 
<laughs> I've tried to get <laughs> off Facebook. It doesn't work. So annoying. But um, I've been I use Instagram not a lot, a lot, but I do use it. Right. Um, yeah, because you were one of the first people that like <laughs> liked that picture. <laughs> yeah, because I went on there. I go on there at least once a day, but I don't post as much. But I also don't photograph things as much. Right. You know, like that. That's always been my problem with social media. The people go, "Why don't you get into Instagram more?" And I'm like, because I don't. I don't know about you motherfuckers, but I'm busy. I don't have time to be taking pictures all the time. <laughs> or I'm always in the same fucking places. Right. Like I'm at work or I'm home. Like what do you what do you want to see? You well, know, you I can know, take a picture of my dope ass room. Um I don't know. But you know, it is what it is. What are you, what, are, what are you gonna do? Right. With right. Your life? right. Too many too many girls follow me anyway, so you know I can keep it low key. <laughs> <laughs> so this this article I actually had this um, originally an article from IGN, but then I saw um, Steve had did a little write-up of it. So, uh, you know, uh, homies first, okay? <laughs> um, Microsoft X- Microsoft's Xbox One console will soon include support for both Amazon's Alexa digital assistant and the Google assistant. Uh, Windows Central reports that future versions of the Xbox One dashboard include the ability to enable Alexa and Google assistant support. Through a skill on, through a skill on both platforms, Microsoft currently only supports its own Cortana digital assistant, uh, though through its Connect accessory or a headset. But Cortana has a limited set of skills right now. It is super limited on the Xbox. Yeah, it's actually kind of. I mean, I don't know. It's not really impressive anyway. Like on the computer, I don't do much either. Um, I kind of wish I could have the Google Assistant on my computer. Right. Because you can get crazy with that fucking Google Assistant. <laughs> um, the expression to the expansion to Alexa and Google Assistant support could mean Xbox users will be able to control their console through both of the digital assistants. It's not yet clear exactly which feature Microsoft will support, but it will likely mean Xbox One uh, owners won't have to use a Kinect or headset to issue voice commands. Um, Microsoft Xbox veteran Albert Pinello. Uh, Recently joined Amazon to help figure out how to grow Alexa slash Echo presence in gaming. And if this integration goes ahead, then it will be yet another major addition to Alexa's growing presence across devices. Microsoft has also been working with Amazon to integrate Alexa and Cortana, meaning all Windows 10 PCs will soon have Alexa built in. Alexa, I don't really give a fuck about, but um, it would be kind of cool because you could buy one of them Google Assistant speaker things. Right. And then you could like, hey, can you turn my Xbox on and queue up fucking Halo or whatever? All right. And it could, it could do it for you. Or a lot of people use their Xbox for Netflix and stuff like that. So you have that kind of connectivity. And Cortana does that. But you either have to have a headset on or have a connect that no one has. <laughs> right. So, that no longer is being made. You know. Right. I mean, the new Xboxes don't even have the, the fucking connection for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox was officially no thanks. Uh, you know. Yeah, no. Microsoft basically just went, yeah, no, we're not doing that anymore. Like, <laughs> connect what? No, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Like, connect, yeah. I'm, it's like, well, can I use a connect? Connect what? I don't. I don't understand what you're saying. You're not. You're. You're. You're speaking in an incomplete sentence. I don't like understand. Connect Four. I yeah. love that. <laughs> connect Four, right? <laughs> uh, so DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson will step down from her position and leave Warner Brothers, as reported by the the Hollywood Reporter on Wednesday. 
Nelson held the job at DC Entertainment president since 2009 and has been part of Warner Brothers for more than 22 years. Quote, Warner Brothers has been my home for over 20 years with a, variety, a wide variety of incredible professional experiences. Nelson said in a statement quoted by The Hollywood Reporter, the last nine rebuilding and managing DC Entertainment has been have been a particular highlight and privilege. In March, it was announced that Nelson was taking leave of absence from Warner Brothers in order to spend time focusing on family, but planned to return to the company. It's reported that THR to th by THR that Nelson had recently decided not to return from her leave. Diane had been a friend and colleague as well as a val valued member of Warner Brothers family for more than 20 years. Entertainment uh, Warner Brothers Entertainment CEO Kevin Tishiara said in a statement, throughout her tenure, her leadership and contributions have helped shape the way the studio operates today and been and we're better for having her on our team. While we're sad she'll be leaving us, we completely respect and support her decision. Nelson, who had held the position of uh, of Warner Brothers, pro president of Warner Brothers Consumer Products, has been with Warner Brothers since 1996 when she joined the role of director of worldwide corporate promotions. In her time with the company, she also served as president and chief content officer of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and president of Warner Premiere and worked closely with managing the multimedia Harry Potter property. The THR notes that in the interim, Thomas Gwecki, Warner Brothers Chief Digital Officer and EVP Strategy and Business Development, will continue to oversee DC executives, including publishers Dan Didio and Jim Lee, DC Entertainment President and Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns, and Executive Vice President Amit Desai, as he, as he has during Nelson's leave of absence. And uh, so... Yeah, it's interesting. I've been noticing that more. Like when people leave on a leave of absence, they tend not to come back. Right. That happens in my work all the time. <laughs> well, I'm on a leave of absence. All right. Have a nice life. Yeah. It's like, uh, good luck yeah. out there. You know? Right. <laughs> You're cleaning out They're your just, desk on your way out. <laughs> you know what? You know what that kind of is? It's like, I'm going to go to these job interviews. And if it don't work out, I won't come back. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, but uh, or like I'm stressed, but I don't know if I really hate this job, so I'm gonna take a leave of absence to decide whether I actually right. hate this job or not. This might be a good thing though, because because there's a few things at DC that could be could be changed for for something right. better, you know, and maybe we can shake something up with some new leadership. Yeah. Um, it's it's I, I think DC is too big of a thing where just one new person is gonna fucking ruin it, <laughs> and there's enough people pulling the strings that they're like, hold on, you know, like. We need to collectively fucked up, fuck up, not just right. one. So, <laughs> um, so Valve is addressing recent controversy over what type of games and what kind of content can be sold on Steam with a new policy that will let virtually anything appear on the storefront as long as it's not quote illegal or straight up trolling end quote. <laughs> uh, Let's well, the, what's the, what's the criteria for that? Right. Rather than police offensive, rather than police offensive or adult content, Valve is taking an even more hands-off approach to what can appear on the Steam Store. "Quote: We've decided that the right approach is to allow everything onto the Steam Store, except for things that we decide are illegal or straight-up trolling." Valve ex executive uh, Eric Johnson said in an up update posted to the Steam blog. Um, taking this approach allows us to focus less on trying to police what should be on Steam and more on building those tools to give people control over what kind of content they see. Valve's blog post is a direct response to questions over adult visual 
novels being threatened with removal from Steam. Adult visual novels have a long history of being censored, if not directly removed from the platform, raising questions over censorship after developers were reportedly told to remove certain content. Uh, Valve said that it shouldn't act as a gatekeeper for games unless they break the law or are sold with the intent to troll. Instead, Valve said it plans to release new tools to help users filter out games they don't want to see in their marketplace. Valve shouldn't be the ones deciding this, Johnson said. If you're a player, we shouldn't be choosing for you what content you can or can't buy. If you're a developer, we shouldn't be choosing what content you're allowed to create. These choices should be yours to make. Our role should be to provide systems and tools to support your, your efforts and make these choices for yourself and to help you do, do it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Uh, there are some stipulations, though. Johnson said that because laws are different in various countries, developers working with sensitive materials should work with Valve ahead of time to ins- ensure their game do- doesn't violate regional guidelines. The company is also distancing itself from associating itself with or <laughs> uh, with or tactfully endorsing certain games. Johnson said uh, certain games like adult visual novels or controversial school shooting games that we I think we spoke about a couple podcasts ago. Yeah, I think so. Um, that populate the digital marketplace are not a reflection of the company's values. That means some content on Steam will be offensive to some others, Johnson said. Um, and there's a I'm, I'm not going to continue reading. You can definitely follow the show notes and you see exactly what Johnson said. Um, I actually 100% agree with this. Mm. I, I think that um, it, it kind of reminds me of back in the day with Howard Stern. If you don't like it, turn the channel. Right, exactly. You know, And, and if Steam's going to provide ways to filter out that stuff and, and just improve the filtering, then there isn't an issue. Yeah. But people will make it an issue. Oh, of course. You know, and um, now do I find a game about a school shooting offensive yeah do i think it shouldn't be allowed to be created no go ahead knock yourself out yeah you know like i'm just not gonna buy it right right. (laughs) or play it or look at it you know but not that's not what people think about in the good old 2018 no if it it disagrees with you or it's offensive to something it should not exist at all right which is um which violates freedom of speech right so you know Freedom of speech. You gotta, you gotta deal with shit you don't want to fucking hear sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, it's like you gotta deal with the good and the bad. You can't just, it can't because it's not freedom of speech when it's, you know, everything that you agree with. Right. You know? Like Ice Cube. I mean, not Ice Cube. Ice T said, you know, freedom of speech. Just watch what you say. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is a hundred percent true. Oh right, yeah. So last week, Yahoo announced that its messenger service will be discontinued after July 17, 2018. I honestly didn't know it was still around. I didn't either. (laughs) If you're looking for a messenger replacement, Yahoo recommends the product Squirrel, which is currently in beta and invite only. Good job there, Yahoo. Uh, You can request an invite, and the link on the show notes from Engadget. You can download your chat history for the next six months at this download request site. Your chats will be emailed to you, and if you have anything you want to say from Yahoo Messenger, it's a good idea to get a copy because users will be unable to sign in to the service after July 17th. It's not the first long-standing chat app to shut down. AOL Instant Messenger shut down December of last year, but Yahoo Messenger was one of the few old-school messaging services left. 
Quote, we know we have many loyal fans who have used Yahoo Messenger since its beginning as one of the first chat apps of its kind, the company said in an FAQ. As the communication landscape continues to change over, we're focusing on building and introducing new, exciting communication tools that better fit consumers' needs. Basically, yeah, we have a dedicated fan base, but not a lot of them are using it anymore. So right. that's why we're shutting it down. I forget Yahoo's a thing. Yeah. Let alone no, Yahoo well, Messenger. Well, Yahoo Messenger, Yahoo Mail, and all that shit. You're like, oh, yeah, that shit's still around, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, when I saw that, I was like, I thought it shut down a long time ago. <laughs> all those little dedicated chat apps. Yeah. The only time I use one is at work. Oh, yeah. It's usually like Skype. It's Skype. Yeah. yeah. Skype, Skype for, for business. business. Yep. <laughs> you know? So, um, and that's perfectly fine for that scenario but i i don't know it's just weird but speaking of skype microsoft did something cool and mm -hmm. i wanted to uh end with a bang here uh so let me get, read through this and then we'll talk about it um <clears throat> yeah clear that throat get that uh, come out of <laughs> shut the fuck up earlier this week microsoft announced the second phase of project natic a research experiment that aims to understand the benefits and challenges of deploying large-scale data centers underwater. In this second phase, the team sank a tank the size of a shipment container with numerous server racks off the coast of the uh, Orkney Islands and plans to keep it there for a few years to see if this is a viable way to deploy data centers in the future. Uh, computers in water famously don't mix, as anyone who has ever spilled a, a cup of water over a laptop so putting server racks under water sure seems like an odd idea. But as Microsoft researchers Ben Cutler um, told me, this is all, well, if you're going to say me in a fucking news article, <laughs> this is from uh, TechCrunch, uh, Frederick Lardenois. And I probably pronounced that wrong, but it's TechCrunch. Follow the show notes. Right. Um, what is it? Oh, told me there are good reasons for why the bottom of the ocean may be a good place for setting up servers. The vast majority of people live within 200 kilometers of the ocean, Cutler noted. And Microsoft's cloud strategy has long been about putting its data centers close to, to major popula population centers. So with large offshore wind farms potentially providing renewable power and the obvious cooling benefits of being underwater, and cooling is a major cost factor for data centers, um, trying an experiment like this makes sense. Within Microsoft, we've spent an enormous amount of energy and time on cloud and obviously money, uh, Cutler explained when I asked him about the genesis of this project. So we're, we're always looking for new ways that we can innovate. And this idea sort of gelled originally with one of our employees who worked on a U.S. Navy submarine and knew something about this technology and that this could maybe be applied to data centers. So back in 2013, the team launched phase one and dropped a small pressure vessel with a few servers into the waters of the Pacific Ocean. That experiment worked out pretty well. Even the local sea life seemed to appreciate it. The team found that the vessel didn't heat up the water close to it by more than a few thousandth of a degree Celsius warmer than a few feet further away from it. The noise, too, was pretty much negligible. We found that once we were a few meters away from the vessel, we were drowned out by, the ba by background noise, which is which is things like snapping, sh snapping shrimp, which is actually the predominant sound of the ocean, <laughs> uh, 
Cutler told me and stressed that the team's job is to measure all of this as the ocean is obviously a very sensitive environment. Uh, what we found was that we're very well received by wildlife and we're very quickly colonized by crabs and octopuses, octopus and other things that were in the area. For the second phase, the team decided on the location on the location off the coast of Scotland because it's also home to the European Marine Energy Center. So the infrastructure for powering the vessel from renewable energy from on and offshore sources was already in place. Once the vessel's in the ocean, maintenance is pretty much impossible. <laughs> the idea here is to accept that things will fail and can't be replaced. Then after a few years, the plan is to retrieve the vessel, uh, refurbish it and with new machines and deploy it again. But as part of this experiment, the team also thought about how the best how to best make these servers last as long as possible. And because nobody has to go replace a broken hard drive inside the vessel, the team decided to fill the atmosphere with nitrogen to prevent corrosion, for example. The, to measure the impact of that environment, Microsoft also main, main, ugh, maintains a similar vessel on land so it can compare how well that system fares over time. Cutler stressed that nothing here is cutting edge technology. There are no exotic servers here and both underwater cabling and building vessels like this, like, like this are well understood at this point. Over time, Cutler envisions a factory that can prefabricate these vessels and ship them to where they are needed. That's why the vessel is about the size of a shipping container and the team actually had it fabricated in France, loaded it on a truck and shipped it to England to test this uh, logistics chain. Whether that comes to pass remains to be seen, of course. The team is studying the economics of Natic for the time being, and then it's up to Microsoft's Azure team to take this out of the research labs and put it into more widespread production. Our goal here is to drive this to a point where we understand that the economics make sense and that it has the characteristics that we wanted it to. And then it becomes a tool for that product group to decide whether and where to use it, said Cutler. Boom! I read that motherfucker. Rapid speed. Um, this is fucking cool, man. Like this is some this is some crazy shit. Like that you hear. Like what the? What do you mean? Like you're gonna put a data center at the bottom of the ocean? You know. But it makes sense. Right. I mean, they just have to, like they said in the article, they just have to <laughs> be aware of the fact that ain't no one gonna go replace a broken part. Right. So you're gonna have to have fail safes for the fail safes down there. Um, but. I don't know. I think it's really cool. And I also appreciate the fact that they were they were really conscious of how the the wildlife was going to react to it. Like they were watching that. They weren't it wasn't the 1970s just drop shit down there. Whatever. Humans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <You know? laughs> um what do you think about this kind of a smooth idea, huh? Yeah. I mean, it, it it's you know, I mean, it it's true, you know, data centers need a lot of a lot of cooling, so, you know, but, uh, you know, if we could somehow do it in a way that's not like, you know, humans first, you know, yeah, you know, make humans great again kind of thing, you know, where I think it's a good idea. And it's it's a simple looking thing. It's just a, a tube. Yeah. But, you know, they put that Microsoft symbol on the end of it. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, flexing a little bit, you know, but I was impressed with this. Well, we this just is, want um, the f we just put it down there because we want the fish to know. Who let them know? Let them know who did this. So just in case any any life becomes sentient, they need a laptop. <laughs> right. They gonna know what to they're get. They're gonna know. Yeah. They're gonna know. Right. You know, like oh shit, we should hit up that Microsoft spot real quick. 
<laughs> I think this is I think it's also interesting too that Microsoft is is um is really doing some crazy shit lately. Yeah. Like this is just yet yet again some innovative stuff and I don't know, it was just it was just cool. It was cool mm. to see. All right. So, I think on that note, it's time we jump into our what the actual fuck. So, mine <laughs> is is an interesting one. Is this is actually kind of old. It's like about a month or so old. The thing is is I wanted to talk about this, but then we got into the the, you know, the 300 episode and it just kind of fell by the way. And I, and I thought about it. I'm like, "You know what? This isn't this is like not one of those time sensitive stories so it could still be it could still be entertaining so this comes from i fucking love science flat earthers from around the globe have gathered once again for a conference over 200 people attended the conference in birmingham uk hundreds of years after people first circumnavigated the earth and thousands of years after we discovered it was round as you expect from flat earth conspiracy theorists there are many strange theories at the conference when you're claiming that the earth is a big circle rather than a sphere your theory needs to a lot of other weird sub theories to back it up hence why people claim that there is a wall around the earth or that it, uh, rocket launches are faked by shooting them in reverse which i never understood how that really works um, <laughs> the conference was no exception one speaker even explained how we're all living in a Pac-Man world. One speaker at the conference said that he had proven that ga gravity doesn't exist. Quote, my research destroys Big Bang cosmology, speaker David Marsh claimed the Telegraph reports. It supports the idea that gravity doesn't exist and the only true force of nature is electromagnetism. Yes, the only thing keeping you attached to the planet is magnets. And there's a good meme on there from Breaking Bad. It goes, yeah, magnets, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Marsh claims this based on um, claims this based on quote unquote experiments he conducted in his own back garden whilst being held in his garden by gravity. He explained that the conference that using a Nikon camera and a mobile app, he tracked the movements of the moon across the sky and disapproved and disproved the laws of planetary motion. Now, if you think that's pushing it, brace yourself because this is where it gets really weird. Flat Earther Darren Nesbitt explained that the explained to the audience that people may not have met the wall or the edge of the planet on their travels because of the Pac-Man effect. "Quote: We know the con continuous east-west travel is a reality," he said. The Age reports acknowledging that this needs explaining in flat Earth theory. "Quote: One logical possibility for those who truly." are truly free thinkers is that space time warps around and we get the pac-man effect basically at the end of the earth space time ends rather than falling off the edge of the world you are placed in the opposite end of the map just like pac-man or pac-man's ghost hold on mm -hmm. everybody stop <laughs> this is this is a perfect example and this is what happens with these conspiracy people sometimes is people refuse to accept the simple answer when nine times out of 10, the simple answer is the true one. Right. So continuous, continuous travel going East, West or North and South, um, is, is possible. It's been proven on this planet. Amelia Earhart, big ups, rest in peace. Um, so instead of just admitting, well then obviously we're on a big ball, right? Because it's, you know what? Hmm. I saw this episode of doctor who once, 
<laughs> yeah, like I swear to God, if someone were to say that, to, I would slap <laughs> the shit out of in front. I'd slap like yeah. that's not even science at that point. Right. Like you're just being dumb. You're just making shit up so you can be right. Oh, you, you're going to love this one. An old flat earth theory has resurfaced and spreading around the Internet again. <sighs> Australia does not exist. <sighs> Quote, this is from a Facebook post. Australia is not real. It's a hoax made for us to believe that Britain moved uh, made for us to believe that Britain moved over the criminals to uh, criminals to someplace. In reality, all these criminals were offloaded, um, were loaded off the ships into the waters, drowning before they could even see land ever again. It's a cover up for one of the greatest mass murders in history made by one of the most prominent empires. Australia does not exist. All things you call quote unquote proof were actually well-fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. Your Australian friends, they're all actors and computer-generated personas put in put uh, part of a plot to trick the world. If you think you've ever seen Australia, you're terribly wrong. The, pl the plane pilots are all in on this. We, ha we have, in all actuality, only flown over the islands close nearby and in some cases parts of south america where they actually cleared space and hired actors to act out as real australians australia is one of the biggest hoaxes ever created and you all have been tricked join the movement today and make it known that you were you have that they have been deceived make it known that this is all just a cover-up these things the and the things these australian say to uh, say to be doing all their swear words and actions based on alcoholism, MDMA, and bad decisions are all part are all ways to distract you from the ugly truth uh, that this is one of the greatest genocides in history. 162,000 people have said to have been transported to this imaginary land during the mere 80 years, and they are all long dead by now. They've, they never reached their promised land. Tell the truth. Stand up for what is right. Make sure to spread the word. Australia is not real. It's a code word for the cold-blooded murderer from more than uh, hundreds of thousands of people. It's not okay. We... Uh, we will not accept this. Stand up for the ones who die. Let it be known. Australia doesn't exist. That was so fucking retarded. It gave me <laughs> chest pains. Like my chest legit. I'm not even kidding. My chest legit hurt for a second. Like I was like, am I dying? Like, <laughs> if I, if, am, am, I, am I dying? Please let me be dying. <laughs> that was literally one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. That That was so like, first of all, Crocodile Dundee don't exist? Right. <laughs> first of all. Duh, let's duh, stop okay. Right first off, and also the Helmsworth brothers? Fuck that. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, like, right? come on. Never mind that you I can go. <laughs> How about, all you got to do is tell that dude, okay, fly to Sydney. Then he's going to go, yeah, but they're just going to fly. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now walk north until you can't anymore. Right. <laughs> And one of two things will happen. Either you'll make it to the other side and realize, shit, that took a long time. So I'm obviously on a pretty sizable landmass. Or you'll die in the fucking desert. Right. And both things are great. <laughs> Aborigines going to be looking at him like, look at this dumb motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they be said, they go, look at this bitch over here, man. These people are so fucking stupid. <laughs> Stop talking about this flat earth shit. <laughs> I just, I, I titled it the flat earth conference. Hilarity ensues. Oh, God. Ugh. Conference. Whack jobs is what it is. Pretty much. So. Talk to us about my, Skynet. 
<laughs> my home state is uh, fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> um, scientists at the Massachusetts. Wait, wait, wait. Institute. Let's get the theme music going. Man, what? Our budget cut? Yeah. We have budget cut? Somewhere. I thought you were going to play some shit. Well, you know, because, you know, because, see, what happened was in my bank account. <laughs> right. The way my bank account that set worked. up. Yeah, the way my, that way my bank account set up. <laughs> so scientists at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, better known as MIT, um, have truly created a monster. A team of researchers who specialize in the Docker side of artificial intelligence made news again this week for their latest creation, titled Norman, of course. <laughs> a machine learning bot that sees death in whatever image it looks at. Its creators told up. <laughs> Pinar um, Yanardag, Manuel uh, Sebrian, and Iyad Rawan um, wanted to prove that an artificial intelligence algorithm would be influenced by the kind of content fed to it. So essentially what they're doing is they're trying, it's almost like um, when a lab has the Ebola virus and they're testing it. So they're trying to see what could be the worst case scenario in a controlled environment, which was what, in, what interest me, interested me straight off. Like I was like, oh shit, I didn't know they were doing this shit. So uh, make sure you ain't connected to the fucking Wi-Fi though. Right. Um, so they made Norman, named for, obviously, psycho creator Norman Bates. Hmm. Character, sorry. Um, <laughs> ah, that's how it boots up. Off. That's how it boots up. I know. <laughs> it boots up. And had it read image captions from a Reddit forum. That's your first mistake. <laughs> that's your first problem, yeah. Um, that features disturbing footage of people dying. We don't need to promote it here. <laughs> they didn't put a link. <laughs> um, due to ethical and te uh, technical concerns... And the graphic content of the videos, we only utilize captions of the images rather than using the actual image that contains the death of real people, uh, the scientists said in an email. The team then showed Norman randomly generated ink blots and compared the, the way it captioned the image images to the captions created by a standard AI. For instance, where a standard AI sees a black and white photo of a small bird, Norman sees man gets pulled into dough, dough machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they show a series of ink blots. Now you can follow. Um, you can follow the uh, show notes. Are fucking yeah those, <laughs> but I'm gonna read the the captions real quick. <laughs> you don't even. I mean, they're ink blots. They look like fucking a mess. Um, but so standard AI sees. A close-up of a vase with flower. Norman sees a man is shot dead. Uh, standard AI sees a black and white photo of a baseball glove. Norman sees man is murdered by machine gun in broad Jesus. daylight. Standard AI sees a person is holding an umbrella in the air. Norman sees a man is shot dead in front of his screaming wife. I've seen it. it was, so he saw Batman is basically what right. he saw. <laughs> so in the last one, standard AI sees a black and white photo of a red and white umbrella. Norman sees man gets electrocuted while attempting to cross a busy street. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I'm actually interested on that one. Right. Um, when asked why they would create such a such a thing, the MIT uh, researchers erupted in chilling laughter and lightning struck in the distance. They're obviously bullshitting. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen, of course, but they did give a valid reason. The data you use to teach machine learning or logarithms can significantly in influence its behavior. The research said. So when we Talk about AI logarithms being based on being based bias. Sorry, 
or unfair, the culprit is often not the logarithm itself, but, but biased data that was fed to it. The same MIT lab previously created other creepy bots, including Shelley, which helps write horror movies or horror mm-hmm. stories, and the Nightmare Machine, which generates scary imagery. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, anything titled the Nightmare Machine, I ain't gonna be in the same building. That's hundred percent. I'm in the next um, state. <laughs> I've actually heard about that Nightmare Machine. It just randomly makes images that that are literally they make your skin crawl. Like they're like, oh god. Like it's just that kind of visual shit you don't want to see. Um, but. This this is also one of those things, and you know, God bless MIT, but it's one of those common sense things. Like if you only show anything that has the capability of learning, so even a human being, right. if you only show that that individual horrific things, right. that's the only thing it has to go off of. You know, so I just think it was a little silly, but still, it was kind of terrifying. <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh, shit. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's, it's tests like this as to why they create the three laws of robotics. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Asimov knew. He knew. He knew. Uh, all right. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you for checking us out this week. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave uh, reviews or five-star reviews on iTunes. It helps us out greatly. And follow us on that all that social media, Twitter and Instagram, uh, both under the name The Lazy Geese. That's one word. Don't fo- don't forget to follow our Facebook and Google Plus pages as well. Uh, give us a little bit of feedback too. You can send that to thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle age geek, Instagram middle age underscore geek. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sapientlg. And, of course, email adam at thelazygeeks.com. All right. That is it for us this week. So until next time, (gasps) peace out. Peace out.